BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What is up, everybody? Aaron. Aaron, it's you and I. You know, we starting this a whole different way. Did you see that last night? Man, I, I I tell you what, this might have been one of the greatest plays ran in playoff history, if not the greatest. That blew my mind. Let me tell you. So I, you know me, I'm a multitasker. I like to do things while I'm doing things, and I'm watching the basketball game. But we had got done with diamond talk and got done hanging out and doing some of these other things. I was hanging with my roommate, and this play was on. We were chilling, playing some games. And I said, "Hold on, I need to watch these last two plays happen." And this play at point nine, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not a guru. I don't know everything. But something about this play felt different. And I couldn't – and you, you know how long it took to get this play to even start. Something about it felt different. And when they hit it, I still lost my shit. That play, that way that they drew it up, I feel like I feel like we should break it down for our Fast Five today. I feel like that's how we should go about our Fast Five. How do you feel about it? You wanna, I, I, I'm game, man. Listen, when I when I first saw, when I first kind of was watching the game, and I seen first he knocks it out of bounds, then then the last show, the last view of the ball going out of bounds, they didn't give many angles to actually see who it went off of, so they kept the call on the yeah. court. And it was point nine left. I'm thinking, what do you do here if you're the Suns? Like, are, you have to try to get something to Devin Booker. That's that was my thought. But then I think it was Jeff Van Gundy or Mark uh, Mark Jackson who said. No, they need to go to DeAndre Ayton at the rim. And I I don't know. I, I don't know if he knew what was going to happen. But we're, mm-hmm. we're, we definitely need to break this down because I got a lot to say. I know a lot of people think, uh, you know, they were talking about the great pass and DeAndre Ayton put in the bucket. But I have a lot to say on the other side of it um, and uh-huh. how it was defended. So uh, let, let's break it down. I'm with it. I'm going to run it one more time. We can see what happened. Let's watch this thing in uh, in full time. Unreal. 
Oof. First of all, shout out to Devin oh. Booker for the screen that was set after what his nose was, all, nose was all busted. Yeah, yeah. Came in and made the play that needed to be made. You are absolutely right about that. So there's so many moving pieces to this play. There's so many moving pieces to this play. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to come up here to where it started out. So the first thing I think about Way over here in the top of the screen in the back, you got Mikhail Bridges. Now, most people sit there and think that's where, you know, you're going to try to get the ball as far away from any traffic and get up a quick three. You got 0.9 seconds. That may not be your best bet. You and I had a conversation about what Paul George is about to do right here. Watch Paul George, who's down at the very bottom of the screen, closest to the crowd, towards the bottom of your center screen. He chases Cameron Johnson all the way to the top of the key. What was your thought on that, Aaron? Uh, again, bad defense. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a Paul George. Hey, I make that decision. Or if that's a Ty Lue, I got, I have to, I want you to chase him, but that's a bad decision. If I believe it's Jay Crowder, who's throwing the inbounds pass. If Jay Crowder can make that pass over the top to a Cam Johnson who can catch the ball running away from the basket, turn around, get the shot up in 0.9 seconds and make it, then you give that shot up every single time. If I'm Paul George, I'm going underneath and I'm going around in the key on that to make sure that nothing gets taken to the basket. It's the same thing we see here as we proceed in the play with the down screen set by Devin Booker and what Nicholas Batum does. I just don't understand it. You see Nicholas Batum. Where is Nicholas Batum doing? He just stands there after he, after the screen is set, he just kind of stands there. Devin Booker doesn't even make a play to go out to the three point line. He just literally sits there and we have Nicholas Batum is standing in the key, but his back turn, he's not even paying attention. He's not doing anything. And then you have Patrick Beverly on the other side of the floor, just watching, watching DeAndre Ayton roll to the basket and do nothing. He doesn't get in front of him, doesn't jump. He just stands there and watches him. I, this was just bad defense. I don't know if, if Ty Lue wasn't ready for this. I don't know if the Clippers didn't execute, but it's not good defense. And it's a great pass by Jay Crowder, by the way, because he yeah. actually put that ball in the basket. Yeah. So here's uh here's here's how I see some things. I agree with you on a couple of different places, and I disagree with you on a couple of different places. So we'll we'll start with the Paul George. Now, what one thing I want to point out is of all the role players on Phoenix that night, because Phoenix was not having a great night. Cam Johnson was the one of the few role players besides Cameron Payne that was making his shots. Mikhail Bridges was like two for six from three. Cam Johnson was like four for five or five for six or something like that. If Paul George doesn't chase him that far, he's stopping at the top of the key unchecked if Paul George isn't checking him there. So if he's at the top of the key unchecked, that turn doesn't have to happen because he's going to have the time to set, catch the ball in the pocket and take the shot. Now, with 0.9 seconds, still not your best move especially because you would expect, like you said, Ty Lue, of all people, you should be ready for a DeAndre Ayton play to the bucket. That's about the only thing I disagree with you on. When it comes to Nicholas Batum down here, originally I thought that he would pop out just a little bit for the second option, and that would get Batum out of the paint. Instead, watch, watch him set the first screen, then he comes up to set the back screen and gets Nicholas Batum lost. 
Horrible defense by Nicholas Batum. And for Pat Beverly, out of all the times that he makes a horrible play, which gets you a foul because he's aggressive, if there was ever a time to do it, it's right here. Right. I don't care how undersized you are. Like, yo, take 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 a fine, save yourself a game. This is the playoffs. Like, you weren't getting suspended. I'm not telling you to undercut the dude and bring him down to the back, but you got to do something. Like, you got to do something, right? You, you know so, what's interesting, and, and I kind of just thought about this, he, seeing what Bailey posted in the comments, not about Terrence Mann dropping 39 points, but late in the game like this, and I know they were not able to... Uh, so, so in this situation right here, late in the game, the unathletic ability of an of a zoo box on the floor with a DeAndre Ayton, I, I felt like that was a, a misstep by by a Tyron Lue. I think Tyron Lue has had the wrong guy on the floor. I almost would have rather seen a guy with the athletic ability of a Terrence Mann on DeAndre Ayton in that situation because then if he does dive to the rim, Terrence Mann can go up and get it. Zubat's got this, he got this high off the ground. He got credit card hops. He couldn't even jump with DeAndre Ayton. At least Terrence Mann would have been over, over the rim. I think he might have been able to knock the shot down. I just didn't like the personnel they had on the floor. I didn't like yeah. Zubats trying to trying to get through all that space and fight through a screen and then get up and elevate with, with the DeAndre Ayton. You cannot yeah. have him on the floor in that situation. I think there were, uh, again, multifaceted um, angles you can look at this, but I don't yeah, want to downplay. I don't want to downplay what Monty and the Suns did or the perfect pass by Jay Crowder or, you know, DeAndre Ayton finishing it because it was an amazing finish. Um, it, it just sounds like, it just seems like Phoenix is, has this destiny with them right now. And, uh, you, oh, this is a great angle. Yeah. So you're correct about the Zubox thing. Cause that wasn't the first time Aiden put it on his head in the game. He's not <laughs> right. as athletic as DeAndre Aiden. Cause to be honest, he got back to the rim pretty well, but by that time it was over. He's not jumping with DeAndre Aiden. I was going to point this out in the other spot and here it does look a little bit better, but even still where DeMarcus Cousins is standing is still too far towards yep. the baseline. He yep. needs to be more towards the key to block that angle. And if this shows it the way I'm hoping it does, you'll see him come in the in the direction to throw the pass and the look he gets on this. So if he moves a little bit more to by the P or the H on Phoenix, watch him find, look at that hole he finds. And he doesn't even jump. He does nothing for it. If he's inside on that play, you now force that when I'm talking about with Devin Booker, to come back out and maybe take that mid-range, but Nicholas Batum would be there because he wasn't letting him go. But because he's not far enough over, you get a Jay Crowder to get his eyes on the basket, see the move, and yes, makes a perfect that, pass. That was such lazy defense. Watching yeah. DeMarcus Cousins, and I didn't really didn't pay attention to the inbounder defense uh, during the game, but that was such lazy. I, I get he's bouncing and he's a tall guy, but in those moments, first of all, he sh like you said, he should be tilted more a little bit towards the basket. And he should be leaving his feet much yeah. more than he was doing there. Like yeah. significantly trying to obstruct the yeah. guy passing the ball in, force him to hit a jump shot. Even Devin Booker, you do not give up a dunk with 0.9 seconds left. You make them catch yeah. the ball. You make them turn to the basket and you make them shoot. It's inexplicable. And um, but it happened, and the Clippers are now now down 0-2 again. And yeah. I don't know if they wanted to be in this situation again, <laughs> but here they are. And CP3 is coming back, so it's not going to get any easier from here. Yeah, yeah, that that hell of a game either way for the way that went down. Uh, I do agree with everybody. The refs 
almost killed the flow of that game, taking 30 minutes in the last, what was it, 30 seconds basically. But I understand it's the playoffs before the finals. You do need to get every call right. But at some point in time, like let the guys play, let the rhythm keep going. In some my of those opinion. calls, some of those calls, man. Um, not that they were bad. The the out of bounds on Devin Booker was questionable. Um, again, review changes so much when the history of basketball says Beverly hit it out. Yeah, yeah we know it stayed on Devin Booker's hand longer, so it looked like yeah. it's out on him. But um, that's not that's not what happens throughout a basketball game. It's never yeah. called that way until we can replay yeah. it. And all of a sudden replay matters more in the last two minutes or the last few seconds than it does yeah. in the middle of the third quarter. So I have issues with things like that. And I also have issues. They mentioned it a number of times with when they're reviewing the play, they should not be rewarded a timeout. They should not yeah. be able to they go over there to their coach and be able to get a play drawn up. And that's exactly what happened. They took forever to oh, review oh, that yeah. second inbounds pass or that second out-of-bounds play with .9, and Monty's over there drawing up the perfect play, and I don't know that that should have been an advantage for Phoenix there, seeing that they yeah. couldn't get the first shot up. They got the ball knocked out-of-bounds. I don't think they should have been able to go over to the sideline. Um, I think that's something the NBA needs to look at as well. I agree. Aaron, that's how we wanted to start the show. We were hype on it. We, we figured we'd give you guys a little different intro. How is everybody doing? Welcome in. You know the deal, the Rough Cut Sportscast. I'm your boy, AJ Johnson, right here, right now with the Mukesia, Mr. One Vote, Aaron Mukes. Joining me in absence of, uh, you know, mediocre <laughs> Vinny Milani. Uh, <laughs> Vinny will be along on his own timeline. He's a big deal now, so he just does whatever he wants. Uh, but, you know, when he gets here, we'll think about letting him join in. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Hello, Beth. Hello, Kelly. Uh, Kelly, appreciate you last night watching Diamond Talk after it was over and yes, watching sir. it all the way through and commenting all the way through. That was fun. We were done, but we were in the studio watching you enjoy the show. So that felt really good for us. Thank you very much. Bailey, how you doing? Beth, I said hello. Jess, hello. Mac Miles, welcome back. We are talking basketball, but we might get into some hockey too. So uh, I hope you're okay with that. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, there, there might there might be some hockey talk. There's a, there's a good one going on tonight. I know AJ's over there clamoring, trying to hopefully that the the lightning close it out tonight. They don't want to go to a game seven. Notice the background I have. I couldn't figure out if I wanted to put the Hawks <laughs> on my background or the lightning on my background, and I was like, well, I think the Hawks need to gain one more. They need that 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 buffer. But then I don't want the Lightning to lose and get into a game seven. That's dangerous. So I just went neutral. I'll let it be in their hands. Before we get kicking and talking about some of the things we've seen over the past couple of days, uh, I'm going to take this time to go ahead and show you guys where you can find us. First and foremost, at the Rough Cut Sport underscore sports on Twitter, at Rough Cut Sports on Facebook, at the Rough Cut Sports Cast on Instagram. Then you know the deal. Head over to YouTube and find us at Rough Cut Sports Cast. Why is this one slower than the last one? I thought we fixed these issues. <laughs> hit that <laughs> like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, and you know the deal. Tell everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Everybody. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the best place to get your sports memorabilia, whether that be like an Antonio Brown jersey that uh, Aaron has behind him or, you know, like a big full-size Cam Akers helmet. I know there's some Rams fans around here that would enjoy that. I'm an FSU fan. I'd enjoy it. It's a black helmet. It's sick. Check out Halftime Sports Collectibles. They got all your needs. Also, I'm going to say this, too. I'm going to let you all know. 
in the near future, not like tomorrow, not like next week, but in the near future, we are taking our show to YouTube. It is time for us to realize that this, this is our this is our life. This is our new future. The rough cut is where it's at. And if I have to have a job, I'd rather it be me spending all day making the rough cut better than what it already is. So if you are here watching this show, do me a favor. Go to YouTube.com. Look up the Rough Cut Sportscast at Rough Cut Sportscast. Watch the show on YouTube tonight. Help us get those hours up. Get that watch time up. Get those subscribers up. And then as we make our transition to YouTube, you guys can be right there with us. We've got the Facebook love. We're never going to stop talking to y'all on Facebook. We're never going to stop posting with you guys on Facebook. But we would love, we would love to make this our 24-7, <laughs> you know, even though it kind of already is, but like our real 24-7. Don't make me go back to the restaurant industry. I don't like it. <laughs> Show some love. Everybody get over to the YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe. Subscribe, 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 and share, share, share. I made a post earlier on my personal page. Click the link. Share the link. Um, again, we're just trying to get more viewers on YouTube. So if you guys head over there, watch us every day on YouTube. We're there. It's no different than on Facebook. You can still comment. You can still chat with us. We'll have you right here. I, I know Beth. I know. I know. I, I we understand. We understand that you are. <laughs> hey, welcome to Vinny AJ show. Right. Uh, we understand that you're a creature of habit. Um, we ask you to YouTube because when we're on YouTube and we make that transition, we want you with us. We want you there. So and technically, this isn't even YouTubing, really. Like YouTubing is sitting there for hours and watching crazy different videos over and over again. This is really you rough cutting on YouTube. You don't even have to make an account because it's hooked nope. up to Google. It doesn't ask you to do anything. It's basically like you putting in YouTube.com, the rough cuts or rough cut sportscast. And it's just us right there. It's the same exact thought. You can comment and it's all red, just like the rough cut. See, like you'll feel like you're more at home. That's all we're saying. And no, Jess, you don't have to leave. You pull up the YouTube one first. Then we get double viewers and then you leave this one. That's all it is. That's all it is. But you go. in all seriousness, we are just, we are asking our favorite people to realize that we want this to be everything we do. And the best way for that to happen is for us to, frankly, honestly, become monetized and the way that'll happen is by being on youtube so unless y'all just want to you know start throwing money in our paypal account we'll take hey, that too we can't be any more clear than what aj just said hey frankly that's what it is so let, let, let's make let's make that happen yeah and don't so, forget to order your shirts and all your merch made by milani shout out it. to alicia um I'm, I'm we're waiting on our shirt she's making sure they're all crisp and pressed yeah. and you know how you buy them out of the package and they got the crease down the middle. That's how I want my shirt. So I can't wait to get that black one so I can sport it. So make sure you get yours. Bailey says, did Vinny quit? I'm going to tell you how, uh, I'm going to tell you how managers tell employees when they ask about where their uh, coworkers are. Vinny, Vinny's uh, not here with us right now. <laughs> Vinny's taking some time to figure some things out. Vinny's big time, man. Post one assignment on, on, on uh, Facebook and all of a sudden now he's he's big time. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I wonder if he had any help with that assignment, but, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I think there it's was cool. somebody in it. I'm not sure. Uh, some <laughs> black guy. I'm not sure which black guy was, but it was, it was one of the black guys. <laughs> we can flip a coin. You only know like two of them. <laughs> yep. So before, let's uh, go ahead and get into this. Uh, we 
Aaron, we're going to play a little Buy or Sell. Here comes the money. Hurry up and buy. Here comes the money. Nailed it. All right. So, first up on the docket, we will start on the ice in (laughs) game five. No, I just have to know. I just have to know. In game five, the Tampa Bay Lightning crushed, crushed the New York Islanders 8 0. Eight to zero. A lot of people are saying that's it. It's done. Why even show up for the Islanders? But we've seen the Islanders show a ton of resolve. Are you buying or selling that the Islanders will force a game seven? As much as I want to say buy, sell, sell, sell. You don't get your ass whooped on the ice eight to zero and come back from that. Like even, even if you go back to the Colorado Vegas series, Game one, Colorado put it on them. Game two, they won. I, I don't, I just, it's just hard to come back from eight nothing. You're so discouraged. And now you're yeah. facing an elimination game. Uh, Tampa Bay is just too good. I mean, Braden Point just scored. They're already up one nothing in this one. Um, it's the Islanders had a really, really good run. Um, we, we talked about it in the first round. A lot of people didn't think they were going to be able to get past um, the second round. They've had a good run. The The style of play is, is not as interesting as other teams. However, they've made it work for them. But Tampa Bay is too good. They're just too good. Yeah. They got too many. They have too much. They, they, I mean, when you got Kucherov and Stamkos and Point and McDonough and like all these guys that are just, it's, it's not even fair, man. It's just not fair. It's like Tampa Bay. It's like the Buccaneers. It's just not fair. It's not <laughs> we, fair. We, we like to keep we like to keep stacked uh, stacked rosters here in Tampa. And I'm with you. I mean, like I get it. Beth in the chat says you do come back from that. I got to tell you, I don't see how. I don't see how. Um, I I mean, I get it. Like they're professionals. They fight. They they try to get through everything. You put your backs on the wall. You give it everything you got. However, that eight to zero when you were trying everything you could see by the there were six minutes left in the second period and all they wanted to do at that point was fight because they had lost all the hope and the way Tampa Bay has just looked so precise their game one was very sloppy since then they've been pretty tight they've they've gotten things locked up the way they need to despite it being a tied series you know and we weren't going to sleep on Barry Trotz we know they were going to bring a good system uh but you're right with all the weapons they have Tampa Bay being this close and what it means to go from being swept to winning the Stanley Cup Finals and then having a chance to go back-to-back. I mean, I, I think they're here to prove something. So I just wanted to get that off our chest. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mukes, Jessica, thank you. I appreciate you. Be like Jessica, everybody. Hit the YouTube. Watch us. Man, look at, us. Wait, wait, look at that avatar, though. That's an old-school pick of us, man. Say, That's super, super young. Bro, that <laughs> is like, I think I don't know. I was like 21 there wow. i mean i was still fly wow. but uh yeah that's a super <laughs> old pick right there i love it <laughs> all right now we came for it. let's get to the hardwood real quick who the milwaukee bucks took down the brooklyn nets in six seven sorry in seven, seven. uh hobbled brooklyn nets team james harden almost put up a triple double 22 9 and 9 no Kyrie irvin kd played 53 minutes Got you a clutch shot to go to overtime, but airballed to three. 
at the end of overtime. Now you're facing a Hawk squad who came back from an 18-point deficit and then a 26-point deficit on the number one Philadelphia 76ers. The defense of the Buccaneer of the Buccaneers, the defense <laughs> of the Milwaukee Bucks is lengthy. They rotate well. They play off of each other well. The offense of the Atlanta Hawks can score in bunches when they're on. Are you buying that this is Milwaukee's series to lose? As in they are the favorite, as in they should go to the finals. I am. Um, and and I, I've, I think I've said this throughout the year. I liked Brooklyn. I picked Brooklyn everybody at the beginning. Obviously, when you got a Kevin Durant, a James Harden, and a Kyrie, it's hard to pick against them. But prior to them playing against Milwaukee, I told you I wouldn't be shocked if it went seven and that the winner of the Brooklyn-Milwaukee series was going to win the finals. And that's – I'm still there. I I think Milwaukee – There, we we talked about it earlier um, off offset – that they might be the team of destiny. They, they've struggled to get past certain rounds, and I think it lines up for them. Getting the Hawks is, is, is good for them, and I know the Hawks have been playing well, but they're young still, and they, you know, they might still be a year away. I think yeah. if they would have got Philly, I think Philly would have gave Milwaukee a bunch of fits with Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons, even though Ben Simmons doesn't score, just the way his versatility plays against them. I think this lines up really well for Milwaukee because I think they match up well with both Phoenix and I think they match up well with Atlanta um, who are looking like um, the favorites out West in Phoenix. I, I think Milwaukee's the favorite. I have to, I have to go there. I'm not going to count out Atlanta because Trey young is a stud. I think yeah. the role players is going to be what the difference is. I think the veteran role players of Milwaukee will show up when it matters. The PJ Tuckers, the drew holidays, Chris Middleton's a star, so I'll, I won't call him a role player. And then, like, the Brooke Lopez. I think those guys show up when it matters um, on the road, especially. And I think Atlanta, those role players might struggle on the road. Hmm. I know you don't want it, but... This, this, this one's so hard for me, man. This is so hard for me. Uh, and it's more about what you just said that makes me feel better about Atlanta, to be honest. Because if you're talking about the role players... I think Atlanta has more of them. I wouldn't consider Drew Holiday to be a role player. I would consider him to be one of their integral parts, part of the big three. He runs that offense. He's an anchor on defense. And as we have both alluded to over and over again, the improvement of an Eric Bledsoe. So if you're telling me now we are, we are focused on Brooke Lopez, who can shoot and who, who learned that, hey, I can be a big man and do a lot of good things out on that perimeter. Number one, also taking away a Clint Capella out of the paint, which may cause some fits for Atlanta that way. Um, and then we're thinking about P.J. Tucker, who really gritty, but guess what? If he's messed up with John Collins, John Collins don't back down. He'll choke you and dunk on you at the same time. <laughs> Ask Joel Embiid. So they were talking about Dante DiVincenzo. We're hoping for a Pat Connaughton, things of that nature, a Bryn Forbes, you know? If well, we're putting DiVincenzo, those guys up, out, so he's not playing. Is he out, out? Oh, he's okay. done for the year. Were, I thought it was a DMP just because he wasn't. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Okay, oof, that actually. If, 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 if he was there, they I they would they probably would have got through Brooklyn a little quicker, to be honest. But anyways. Yeah. So if we're putting those guys up, I think about the role players on Atlanta. As much as we miss DeAndre Hunter and the way he plays defense and the way he shoots, I'm hoping at some point in time we see Cam Reddish. They cleared him before game five. They cleared him for play before game five. I don't know why he's not. 
that's neither here nor there. But you talk about Danilo Gallinari, who's really come alive in these last three games, hitting shots everywhere. You talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich, who doesn't look as healthy as he should be, but when he's hitting shots, it's 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 pretty it's pretty decent. You talk about um, uh, Kevin Herter. He he was a closeout reason in he a game up in big. a game. He seven, up you big. know that that helped a lot to get us here, and I think that will be a thing that keeps Milwaukee at bay. You know, I think I think. A lot of people are ready for Milwaukee to take this in five. I, I think this can go seven games. I think it goes six. I, it can go seven. I think it goes six. And I'm. This is hard because I don't want to. I don't want to undersell Trey uh, Trey Young. I'm going to take the best player in this series right now, and I think Giannis is going to dominate a Collins and a and a Clint Capella. Like I don't think they can stop him. Kind of like Joel Embiid was doing early in that series, and then they had to make a decision. Do we try to stop Joel Embiid, or do we just let him do what he's going to do? I think the difference with Giannis is he's more of a willing passer, and he has this way of when he attacks the basket, people just attract him because they don't want to give up that easy dunk. It's like this yeah. natural instinct to just let's build a wall, and then that's when he kicks it out to guys like Middleton and and then um, Holiday, and you get Brooke Lopez. I, I think Atlanta wins – two games. I think they could get their home games. I really do. I think yeah. Milwaukee's had trouble on the road scoring as well, um, especially with their role players. I, I think they get, I think they can get their home games, but I think Milwaukee takes it in six. Um, if they go, when they, when Milwaukee goes up three, two and they get a closeout game, I think they close it out. I think Giannis is determined. And we talked about him being a different breed of player yeah. than, uh, than some others in the league. Yeah. And where he's at right now and how he's feeling. I mean, to be this close, to be this close from what they should have been doing in the last couple seasons, I do find it really hard to believe they won't find a way to get it done. This might but, be his best. Like, think about it. this might yes, be his only is. shot to win a title. Like with Kevin Durant and them still in the East and, you know, LeBron coming For back. Like, this, For yeah, this, this might until he gets I'm maybe more help. I'm with you. Like you, you do have to get it. You do have to get it done here. I'm leaning on Nate McMillan to make it sad. You know, I don't mind I, if it if it has to go through the Hawks. I don't mind us having the conversation about Giannis for years. He was really, really good, but that ever elusive ring. I can have that conversation for years if we can always look back and say, "Well, he had a chance, but he ran into Trey Young, Ice Trey, and Atlanta Hawks." I'm all about it. I'm all about it. That's hey, fair shout, point. shout That's out to point. the Hawks though, because nobody had them here. Nate McMillan. I mean, this he's been undersold as a coach for a long time. And it's it's nice to see guys like him and Monty over in Phoenix get their get their love. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I got one, I got another buy or sell for you. We're gonna head over to the West Coast. We're gonna head over to the West Coast. West Coast. Last night's game, as we broke down just a little bit ago, was epic, was fun. Uh the LA Clippers have been down 0-2 in every series this year it's very similar to what the nuggets did last year and i think i said that about the atlanta hawks as well uh a little different but you get it are you buying that they can make this comeback once more and get the clippers first birth to the nba finals <laughs> man yeah. with every with every this is hard and I, I told you about this this is hard because i don't dislike any of these teams with ever every fiber in my being i want to say i'm buying the clippers come back I'm not, go I'm going to say buy, but I'm not buying. They win the series. I am buying that. They make this, this at least a series. 
Um, okay. I, there's been a lot of people talking about it's over in four. It's over in four. It's over in five. I heard the same thing in the first round against Dallas. We heard the same thing last round against whoever Denver was at Denver. I don't know who they were down to. No, we have got, who did they play? I know Utah. I already I forgot. Like, oh, yeah. Utah, Utah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, see, that's how quickly we forgot about the jazz. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> we said the same thing after they were down. Oh, two to the jazz. We have got to stop overreacting to teams winning their home games. Like that's what, that's what the playoffs are about. They're supposed to win their home games. And last night, they barely, they snuck away with a win against a Paul George-led, and I'm going to say that again, a Paul George-led Clippers team. We can talk about the choking of Paul George in the playoffs in the past, but he carried his team through Utah. If it wasn't for Paul George, they're they're not here. And now he's in the Western Conference Finals, and we expect him to play well again. And last night, he played well. Still had 26-6-6. He made two clutch shots down the stretch, and he happened to miss two important, really big free throws that a lot of people are getting them on today. But that's basketball. And I think Ty yeah. Lue has done a good job. As much as I got on him about the, the terrible decision, the way they play defense on that last play, he's done a really good job of adjusting. He adjusted in the Dallas series. He adjusted in the Utah series after two games. I'm interested to see what he does here. And now he has to adjust to the fact that Chris Paul is going to be back. So... I'm buying that the Clippers are not done. I'm buying that they're still in it. They're going to make it a series. And I see this going six or seven games. Um, Mm. And at that point, anything can happen. I'm, I'm not just going to write off the Clippers after what I've seen this playoffs. I'm not writing them off, but I am one of those people that say it's over in five. I do think they get a game, but I do think now that Chris Paul is coming back. Remember this. He wasn't out because of an injury. He was out because they thought he, he he or because he had contact with somebody that had COVID. He was in health and safety protocols. So if you ask me, after those two wins that the Suns just got without him, he was he got rest from that shoulder injury. Chris Paul's coming back. Look at what this team does without him and how they react with him. When what I mean by that is he's not around. He's not on the court. He can't be with the team. But the moment these guys get the W, it doesn't even. They're not even in, out of the tunnel yet, and he's on the phone. And they're talking to him and they're talking about how this is working. And they're talking about what he showed them that is making this happen. Last night after that, and they're in the in the locker room, jumping up and down with him on the phone, hanging out, chilling, talking about what's next and his time to come back. When CP3 gets back, DeAndre Ayton to me is only going to get better. Devin Booker's going to have some more free reign. And he did a fantastic job as running the point and being that guy. You seen what the role players can do on any given night for the Phoenix Suns. Cameron Payne dropped 29 points last night. He went from dancing on the sidelines in OKC to dancing on defenders in Phoenix. Cameron Johnson was one of the only other role players that hit last night. I think this team is a little too complete to let this go seven. I won't be shocked at six, but I feel it's in five, and I feel Chris Paul will have a lot to do with that. I, I mean, that's cute. That's cute. Ah, <laughs> it, ah. it's 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 all the all the extra if like, we get look, into we, paul george it's gonna be different today buddy I'm we you. know we know chris paul is a great leader he's the best leader he might be the best leader in sports maybe outside of tom brady like what he's done with teams is is amazing he is a really good leader so all that bringing the guys together that's that's cool like i i respect that but we just got done i just got done explaining what these role players that you're talking about they go on the road and they play different we see it all the time. Show me when, when Cameron Payne goes to L.A. and he drops 
29 or 30, then I'll say, okay, we got a, we got a shot. But I'm not ready to just jump off that bandwagon because they went and they beat a beat up Lakers team that we I've told you wasn't very good. And then they go play a Denver team that didn't have Jamal Murray and, and, and they did what they had to do against them. And now they're playing the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. So they are at an advantage, but I don't want to hear about Cameron Johnson and campaign and all these guys. And I don't want to be- hear that they have an advantage because all these people are out. Yeah, that's true, but that's not a big deal. If that's the case, that's the case. you got to play with who shows up. Absolutely. So, but hey, I'm, it's not about excuses. It's, it's the same. It's the same thought process. How Giannis has his best chance right now. Phoenix has their best chance right now Absolutely. because they ha- they haven't had to go out against these studs. And the other part Absolutely. about it, and, and they've got some good ones. The other part about it, too, is last night, Devin Booker didn't really have a great game. He went 5 for 16 from the field and put up 20 points. You think with Chris Paul being there, he's not putting up 30? I yeah, mean, you that's can, a little but, bit more free he, reign right there, man. Come on, you can't. But also, is Cameron Payne going to drop 30 every night? But he's like, not going to need to. But that's he's not going to need to. So you give Booker because, some more points and you take some no, away from campaign. There's still scoring. You take Cameron Payne's, you take let's take 14 from Cameron Payne right now. He's got 15. Guess what? Those 14 are going to Chris Paul. Who's also probably going to score another six or eight plus his, plus his 10 assists more than likely going to Devin Booker, putting up another disrespect in the Clippers defense, man. I come on. They, 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 they've been playing the play back up. (laughs) Should I bring the play back up? So we're going to take one bad play and we're going to just disrespect one of the best, probably the best defensive team in the playoffs right now in the Clippers. They, they, they figured out Luka. Then they go figure it out of Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz, who had the number one offense in all of basketball. They figured that out without Kawhi Leonard. And then we're now going to just discredit them because they lost the first two games against a Phoenix Sun team who's really good. Even yeah. without Chris Paul, this Sun team is I'm really not, good. Listen, you can say discredit their defense, but why not say give some credit to the offense? They figured it out on a night when their star, their last star left, no disrespect to DeAndre Ayton, wasn't there they figured out this team is the type of team that is going to play for each other so you can say that they're this defense they scored 104 points it's not like they scored they they scored 104 points for a team that averages well over 110 like it's not like they were out there lights out they missed a lot of shots as did the clippers the clippers played and they excellent still defense. got the w that's what i'm getting at and they still got the w so when you're bringing in another stud another star one of the best one of the best minds in the game, I think it's going to be too much for this team to happen. This is and all also, about Paul George hate. This is what this, this is. is. Not, this is not, is because I was actually about to give is. a lot of credit to that. Because even against the Utah Jazz, when they figured out Donovan Mitchell, so on and so forth, it still took a historic shooting night from them to really put them down and knock them out. Like it, it took everything and everybody hitting from all over the court and taking advantage of a Rudy Gobert who can't play, who wasn't able to play the closeout defense the way he needs to. Watch exactly what's going to happen in Game Three with the Clippers. They're gonna they're gonna insert well, Terrence you- Mann again. They're gonna do the exact same thing. They're gonna force DeAndre Ayton away from the basket. I expect Ty Lue to implement that similar type offense, and we'll see what happens. And we'll and well, I know the cliche know. in sports we don't like that, but. We're going to see if then Monty adjusts and is able to make that adjustment on the defensive end. Because I think if, if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what Ty Lue's going to do. He's going to go right back to that Utah formula. Well, you already know, I believe game three is the easiest game for a team down 0-2 to win. So if they win Absolutely. game three, I mean, like, okay, like I, I, I kind of expected that. I kind of did. But that, but that makes a difference. I mean, you have to win yeah. game three, yeah, yeah. two to one you do. versus you do. 3-0 is yeah. a big thing. Ladies 
ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! Oh, hey, who's yeah. that? So, all right, you know, hey, I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I was like, you know, me and, uh, me and Eric just hold this down. I was having a good time, you know, the <laughs> arguments was coming, you know. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were the diva. <laughs> if Vinny wanted to sit back on his Adirondacks chair and just watch the show and sip some nice cold <laughs> water, it is what it is. But my guy's here, and I can't leave him in the cold. Welcome in, buddy. What's up, boys? What's up, boys? Hey. No, no, my the class was two whoa, and a, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 before you can we fix nope. this? I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I was gonna address it. I was gonna I aggressively be, yeah. fix that shit. And also, thank you, thank AJ, you. AJ, you how dare you take my background? How dare you take oh, my background? Oh, there is an explanation for that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay. So the Hawks are <laughs> playing game one and Tampa Bay is playing before game seven. I didn't know whose background to put on because I don't want Tampa Bay to go to game seven. But I know Atlanta needs game one. And I didn't want to screw anybody up. So, you know, I went, I, I put us on. You know, I'm supporting the I'm support, supporting the boys. Supporting Smart the move. Boys. Smart move. What's up, boys? What's yeah. up, everybody? Sorry for me being fashionably late. Like I it's actually like real life. I'm that late in real life all the time. So I might thought I might as well be late here. My class, the week. Oh, hey, real quick side note. Pulling the green, the, the curtain back here. Aaron, you're in a certain class right now with a certain professor, and it's rough, right? <laughs> yes. Next next month, that professor is going to the Olympics. And my professor that I have now is teaching that class. So you just missed oh. the professor I have now. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just just wanted to throw that out there. What to, to his credit, to his credit, he's been responsive lately and he's Gave me really good grades. So that's all that matters. On some, on some half-ass shit that I've been doing. That's, that's so. all that matters. What what did I miss, gentlemen? What have I missed? Oh, we hijacked the show. I did I did you right. You know, we how do you we hijack the show? It's the your show. show. How do you hi- how does yeah. one hijack your own show? Uh, fair point. We is had it, a is it our show though? Because if we're like, hey Vinny, can we help you? But no, it's mine. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Means- I'm happy we went with the pivot though for tonight. I I I I would assume you went with the pivot tonight absolutely um oh, and- we've twice already it's great it's great oh, we're in okay. the middle of a buy we're just ending a buy sell um oh wait did i miss kind of wait hold on 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 i need yeah. this here comes the money hurry up and buy here comes the money 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 the baker never wants it so so And last but certainly not least, before I get you, before I allow you to talk here, Beth is tattling on you guys for only talking hockey once in the 40 minutes of the show. Hold on. You hold only on, put it up hold once. On, hold on. Hold on. So you're going to ask us a question. Hey, how's the show go? What did I miss? Oh, and then oh, not let me give a single on, damn answer. Hold on here. Hold on here. And as I look through the, the doc here, I don't see a fast five. Did you not do a fast five today? How we, in the hell are we going to do a fast five when we're told two minutes before mean? the show? What you mean? It's Wednesday. You know that there's a fast five that got to be done on a Wednesday. Wait a second. Hold up. But hey, I hey, didn't know. I'm not even supposed to be here. Last but, <laughs> last but certainly not least, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for holding down the show 
while I was not here being late like an asshole. You guys are the best. There is no one better in this business than these two guys right here. This guy and this guy right here. There's none better. You guys were in good hands. Proceed. Well, (laughs) not only did we talk one hockey thing, we kind of opened the segment with it. We, we, We did our own version of a fast five. We did a terrific 10. And we opened up the show. Did you call breaking it breaking down? No, we called it Fast Five because we did everything on a whim. Because at the last minute, you said, "Hey guys, not going to be there." <laughs> <laughs> you had all so, day for a Fast Five. Get out of here! Don't you dare do that. I had all day to prepare for a show we planned on doing yesterday. That Wait, we're not. I didn't doing have all day. I had. I had way, ten fast minutes. Five was a part of that. I only had the ten minutes. With reasonable excuse here. I also didn't know I was doing Fast Five this week. What I thought mean? it could be anyone. It could be oh, anybody. It wasn't in the Google Docs. Okay, it wasn't in the Google Docs, so it wouldn't have known. Got it. Whose fault is that? It. Got it. Got put it. it in the chat. <laughs> so, okay. We opened it. We opened the buy sell with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. Then we had a little bit of basketball to talk about. So we, we went in, and as you came in, you saw we were going in on the Clippers' sons because yeah. he's a Paul George lover, and I'm like, Paul George is all right, you know, as a star, as so a star. And that's because, of, we were about- because, because I was a little late, I've been and, – and now I'm so happy that I have you two here because I have been dying to hear you guys' take on Ben Simmons. I, I've been hearing a lot of shit on Ben Simmons. And this is like when we, when AJ, you and I p- pulling the curtain back, we pivoted. We had a show today that we were supposed to do. Tomorrow it'll be it. When I pivot, when we pivoted to talk, just talking about the playoffs, the first thing I really wanted to pick you guys' brains on was Ben Simmons because I'm hearing a wide range of opinions on Ben Simmons. Yeah. I saw people saying he needs to ship his ass, they need to ship his ass to Europe. And I'm like, that's a bit aggressive. He's not that bad, is he? So one of you guys, please take it from me and tell me why Ben Simmons, why this is just an overreaction on Ben Simmons. Well, I don't, that much is an overreaction. No, you're not shipping him to Europe. But like thinking that he's, something needs to be done. That's not overreaction. I do think it's about time to trade him. I mean, we, we talked about it last year when they were talking about this isn't going to get done with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons was much better in the playoffs last year, and they had that conversation. Ben Simmons is in his head. This is, this is clearly mental. Last year, you watch Ben Simmons, you'll see him take mid-ranges. You'll see him cross up, go to the bucket. You don't see him take threes. He never should, not till he gets a fix. This year, this man won't even dunk the ball. He's got Blake Griffin-type mentality right now. I don't know if, if if it's only the free throws and he's so scared to go to the line and get fouled that you don't want to take the chance at a bucket. But, hey, if you get an and ones, well, at least you still got the two points on the board. That could have been the difference of you being in the Eastern Conference Finals and sitting at home having to hear all this shit from everybody all over the Internet. Uh, ben Simmons is a fantastic defender, one of the best in the league. He can guard all five positions. He can guard them well. He is a very, very gifted passer. He has vision. He's got ball skills. He's lanky. He's got the length. The only thing he doesn't have is a shot. And that is finally getting into his head. In a game where you have to shoot the ball and you don't have a shot, it is hindering him to a point that is becoming detrimental to his career. People used to say, 
Ben Simmons could be LeBron if he found a jump shot. I'm saying right now, he might be a role player if he doesn't figure out something. <laughs> He'll figure out something. Um, I don't... I agree 100% with the mental side of it. It's clearly a mental issue when it comes to shooting the basketball right now. The free throw line stuff, the not wanting to take mid-range jumpers, it's a mental thing. I'm not overreacting. I, I, I just don't understand all of the, we have to bash Ben Simmons because he doesn't shoot jump shots. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. Some players are not shooters. Nobody bashed Rajon Rondo in Boston when he didn't take outside jumpers, but he would get to the paint. He was an excellent passer. He played really good defense and he had guys around him that could make shots. Now, yes, he took the occasional shot and sometimes he hit some big ones. And that's really the difference between a guy like him and a guy like Ben Simmons. But there is no reason why Ben Simmons can't be a Rajon Rondo on a championship team. So I don't want this. I'll ship him to Europe, ship him to some crappy team. He doesn't belong. He's a role player. Ben Simmons is an excellent player. He's not a shooter. Yeah. Stop trying to make him a shooter. Let him play his game. And and to me, it's gotten into his head, and that's the problem. I, I do just want to say this. For me, I don't care if he doesn't take outside shots yet. I do think he needs to try to develop some sort of that game. It has to be there in the fact that you can take a shot. What I mean by, like, shoot the ball is literally put up a field goal. In the last four games, in the last four quarters, he didn't even take an attempt. You can't do that. That's the you mental. That's the mental not wanting to go that. to the free throw line thing. We've talked about that. Not us, but there was talks about that, about LeBron James a while towards the end of games when he was struggling at the free throw line, him not wanting to go to the basket because he didn't feel comfortable at the free throw line. So he would settle for jumpers. He obviously overcame that and not to yeah. the extent of Ben Simmons. You know, he was never that bad, but I think that's where Ben Simmons is at. He doesn't want to get fouled because he's struggling so much at the free throw line and it's in his head. It's Markel yeah. Fultz. And yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. you're what well, you said earlier, Aaron, about how like he, he's he's an NBA player, like like he's a good basketball player. Stop trying to make him what he's not. Like I hear like I have heard you say that about like Paul George before. And I'm hearing that when when I'm defending Ben Simmons, I hear that all I, I hear it. I'm like, okay, stop trying to make him what he's not. He's still an NBA player. He can still he can shoot the ball. Like I think obviously like it's an overreaction and, and shit like that, but like he could shoot the ball. He's an NBA player. You people who don't, who've never played basketball in your entire life saying that this man can't shoot from outside. Of course he can. Of course he can, but it's the NBA. It's not up, supposed man. to be easy. And something I wanted to do here, because tomorrow we're doing player, we're doing playoff similarities where we compare the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs and bring in the similarities. Ben Simmons not being able to shoot the ball and being inside his own head reminds me a lot of the Vegas Golden Knights and the fact that they can, they their forwards refuse to take any type of shot on Carey Price. They are overcomplicating everything when they're in the offensive zone because Carey Price is that good of a goaltender. They're overthinking it, and it is hurting them. There's a little teaser for tomorrow because that's what we do few things i hate the mentality of people who never play basketball talking all this stuff when we talk about nba players nfl players mlb nhl players and talk about them being bad or good we are talking on that level 
Nobody here thinks that, oh, Ben Simmons can't shoot. I'm better than him. No, Ben Simmons is a far better basketball player well, than me. Well, some people might, not in here, but some, some people, people out there dumb. actually do right. think that. Well, we all know there are humans that are just dumb, but at the same time, people with, with actual thought processes, we're not, we are talking on that level. There's been, never been someone I've thought of and called them a bust and thought about like a regular player who didn't make it to the league. You are that person in the standards of that league that you were supposed to be a good per- a star in. That's what, and I'm not saying Ben Simmons is the bus. That's but not that's, it. That's you just said the point right there. A star in we get it's the it's the media, the fans that have made these players into what we think, what type of player they should be or what type of production they've had, right? It's the Paul George argument. It's the Giannis argument. When you win MVPs, you have to win titles. If you don't win titles, you never get up. You never can live up to that that platform that we're putting you on. It's the LeBron James. If LeBron never wins a title, he can never be where he's at. And that's what we do as fans and media is we hype them up. We said Ben Simmons is the next LeBron. The media said, hey, Ben Simmons should be LeBron. Ben Simmons never came out and said, I'm the king, I'm LeBron James. Like, who says he wants that title? And I think that's where things start getting into his head. I think that's where he's at now. I think they put a lot of pressure on him to be something he's not. And, you know, there's been rumors about him being coddled and being babied. and But he's also, you know, this generation athlete, and a lot of them are. So um, I just think it's the expectation of what Ben Simmons is supposed to be. And I don't think he'll ever live up to that. I don't think he's LeBron James. First overall, I don't think he's LeBron James either. Yeah, I mean, like, so was so was Greg Oden. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, but in injury bust, but bust. But, but that's like, what I'm saying. Like he could be a good basketball player and and be a number one overall pick. Like they don't all turn out to be stars. Like I, elite. I just he he just he's not living up to his potential. He should be he should be better than than what true. he what Very we true. just saw than what we just saw. At least get a mid range, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I got I to address this because I had a look on my face while you guys were talking and it had nothing to do with what you're talking about. But I just had breaking news that Mikhail Sergachev is the softest player in the NHL. Holy God. shit. What I just watched this man do, this man suckered Cal Clutterbuck and then proceeded to hide behind Tyler Johnson. And for those who don't know who Tyler <laughs> Johnson is, Tyler Johnson is most likely the smallest person on the Tampa Bay lightning roster. So that was unbelievable. And then they gave Cal Cal, Cal Clutterbuck the penalty after all of that, which is an absolute joke. He clutterbucked it. I I, I don't get it. I I don't get it at all. And it's, it's good thing. Victor Hedman's a dummy and just, uh, yes, Beth. Yes. Yeah. What a pigeon. What? Wow. A pigeon. You got really hate championship talent. It's not okay. And this is okay. (laughs) This is, I'm going to, I'm going to come out and say this here. I was talking to a buddy of mine today who is a big lightning fan. And I told him, I was like, is his name AJ? It was not AJ. It was my boy, Amish Mike. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Amish Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so I was talking about how I was like, Tampa is a great team and I don't hate Tampa, like their success, like someone compared it to, to me hating, like the, like people hating the Patriots and Tom Brady and all of that. And I'm like, it's different. It's different because I, I respect both what both these teams do. I respect, or I I should say, I respect Mm -hmm. what Tampa does. I respect everything that they do because they're a great team. Top to bottom. You look at the up and down their lineup. They're a great team. They're the best team in hockey but I hate their fans. And that is why I dislike that team. 
because 99.9% of the fans for the Tampa Bay Lightning are absolute pigeons. So I dislike them, but I respect the team. Like, that's the thing. I respect the team. They're a great team. They deserve the Stanley Cup. Shameful. I hate all fans. I agree. <laughs> I, I think agree. fans of teams, like, I'm a fan of, of teams too, but I think fan in the majority, I'm at least see there's outliers, but fans are just idiots. Like, yeah. we, I mean, they are like Everyone. when you watch a Everyone. they're unrealistic and it's that's, I think, what gets on people's nerves. So, but everybody says that. So let, let, let me ask you, boys, this, this question, then, because it's just it's just we're rolling here. AJ, what is your, I, I might have asked this before. What is your biggest fan pet peeve? Like, what do other fans do that drives you like the most crazy? I actually hate when they throw shit on the court. Okay. Like, I can't stand that. I can't stand that. Like it, it's different. Like at the very end of the game, everyone's gone and like you're celebrating throwing stuff up when stuff happens. And I'm not talking hat tricks. That's different. I get that. But like, I can't stand when they like throw bottles and, and stuff like that on the field of play. Like it stops the game up. If let's say you do miss something, you injure players. I can't stand that. Shit. Can't stand it. Fair enough. Fair Stop enough. It. What about you, Aaron? Um, I'm going to, I have an honorable mention. That's not really directly related to team fans. So um, team fans is to me, it's just the un being unrealistic. And, and no matter since the T either the guy that's like, Oh, we can never win. We're the Jacksonville Jaguars or, it, or is it the guy that, Oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl, cowboy fan. We're going to win the Super Bowl every year because we sign blah, blah, blah. Like just, if you understand sports, there's ebb and flows. It goes up and down. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're not. You know, what happened in 1960 has nothing to do with what happened in 2020. And so I just be more realistic. Be self-aware. Uh, but I, I want to point out my biggest pet peeve with fans, and this might not be a fan of a particular team. It's fantasy football fans who yeah. threaten players or yeah. get on their yeah. social medias and say they're going to kill their kids and their mom and their wife. And we're going to come, you know, break into your house or whatever. That shit happens because it's real <laughs> because they didn't People run for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Or, you know, if, if they didn't throw four touchdowns in a game to me, those guys, if like, if I ever yeah. met somebody that did that, I probably would fight them because that is just stupid and yeah. idiotic and all the other adjectives that I'm not going to use, but that's my biggest pet. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, what drives me nuts sometimes, and this is more hockey specific. I hate when, well, I guess it is all, all sports. I hate when fans, it's similar to the Ben Simmons. I hate when fans like act like they know what's best for the team, like shooting the puck at a certain time. Like if a team if, for hockey, for example, when a team is on a power play and they're working it around, people are yelling, shoot the puck. And I'm like, buddy, they're on the power play. Like, what are you talking about? And like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And that ties into the, like the Ben Simmons thing. I also hate like blaming officials. What a save by Andre. Va oh, wait, I think he missed that. Never mind. Uh, I, I hate blaming officials. Like that's just a then. lazy way of like, it's a lazy excuse for losing blaming the official. We talked about the, I think it was last week. I brought up the fact that like you have one play in the game, a two minute power a two minute penalty kill out of a 60 minute game. What'd you do for the rest of the 58 minutes? You, yep. Like it's a what joke. About, what about, what about the saints and Rams play? Like when, so, when the Rams there was 58 other minute, there was, there was what, what no, really, really good teams. Like they Even were back in that, the like, entire time. Officials deserve blame when they mess up. Yeah, of however, course. However, 
I am not one to be like, we lost the game because this this one play happened. Even yeah, the Saints right. ramp thing. We have to remember, like I, I talked about it before, that game went to overtime. The Saints got the ball first. Drew yeah. Brees threw a pick. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, I, they, yes, did that did that have a big impact on the game? Absolutely. <laughs> but as a as an athlete and somebody who's coached sports before, my yeah. I hate when kids and and athletes make excuses like oh that was passive affairs we should have won the game well what'd you do after that what'd you do before that and yes we know it we know it matters but but you do agree they deserve blame when it's there yeah they they, they, they definitely deserve blame yeah they will always deserve the blame for something like you can always put the blame on them and that that's that's that part is fine it's just yeah. saying that that is the reason why you lost. And I mean, I get it. If I was a Saints fan of fans, like, Saints fans sued the NFL over that call. Like that is just yeah. stupid. This yeah. is the that only is just, exception. That was the only exception. Miles Jack was not. <laughs> Jack was not we can go back all the way back to the Raiders fans and the, and the tuck rule. And I mean, there's been calls all over in sports that have impacted Absolutely. games, but at the end of the day, you're you have played the entire game. Figure it out. I don't want to hear no excuses. Yeah. Figure it out. Exactly. The other one too, and like, and this is one we could do this as a collab, as a group thing. What we were seeing in the NBA when the fans came back, spitting on people, throwing stuff on them, like racial slurs, stuff like that as well. Like, yo, know, you are these. They are not here just for your entertainment. They are also human beings. Treat them yeah. as such. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not, I don't get down with that. Yeah, what you doing if someone spit on you from behind? You're just going to stay there and take it because you make millions yeah. of dollars? No. No. Yeah. Like, Trey, ooh, Trey, I would have turned around. I'm sorry. They would have kicked yeah. me out of Madison Square Garden that night. Oh, yeah, fans fans are idiots. They're they're absolute idiots, and they think they can get away with stuff, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. As, a, uh, as something I, I wanted to <laughs> – uh, as we round out the show – I really wanted to get you, you like guys. To just no, we are at the we're at the hour mark. You know, I, no one wants to see my ugly face any, anymore, anyways. And uh, but what I wanted to ask you guys, and I don't know if you talked about it before, but I want to get you guys' predictions on the uh, conference finals before it gets any later, and we it's not a fair prediction. AJ, you are. Exempt. I avoided. I avoided that so well earlier. I avoided that so well. You are. You well, are. No, 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 no. He's not exempt. Number one, no, because no, no. he made a take. He he took. He actually made a take. I don't know if it was yesterday or last week. He said he thought that the Bucks were going to beat the Hawks. He did. I think he said this is where he where the, the yeah the Hawks and run would end in seven. So he gets to make a take just because he, this is what we're talking about. He's not a, he has to be a reasonable fan here and make an, an educated take. And if his educated take says the Hawks win, then so be it. But well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I was exempting you because like, you just don't want to like, it's tough. That's tough. I would hate to pick hard. like, a, you are tough. no longer a fan. You are now a sports analyst, oh, yeah. sportscaster. Say, you have to have a take to make an astute observation. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's the thing. I've had the amount of conversations I've had on these Hawks and Bucks. We talked about it last week. And when we were talking about if they beat Philly, which they did, that if they get the Bucks over Brooklyn, which they did, that I believe they could go seven games. I think the Hawks have that fervor in them, the way they've been fighting. They since then have had some off shooting nights, but still pulled it out. Then me and you did that assignment the other day. 
And I told you why the Bucks had the better chance in this matchup because of their defense and the length that they're going to have to deal with. I think that's going to be a big problem. Then today before you got here, me and Aaron spoke and we matched up role players versus role players. And if the role players of the Hawks can get going at this moment, they have more of them than the Bucks, And that can be something that evens them out. I am still going to stick with the Bucks, and I think they get it done in seven. I, I think this can go seven. I'll stick with my seven take. That'll be my hopeful part. But uh, I, I'm going with the Bucks. Tampa just made it two nothing. And earlier today, I made a prediction saying that Tampa was going to win three one. It is on route yeah. for that. Yeah, we knew uh, they were going to win. Aaron, that. what about you, buddy? What are you What are you thinking about that Bucks Hawks series? Um, I have bucks and six. Uh, we, I said it earlier. I think that we same, similar to what AJ said, we talked about role players and I've been on this role player thing, all playoffs. I feel like stars are going to be stars. The great players are going to do what they're going to do. When do the role players perform? Saw it in Brooklyn. Jeff green drops 28 in game six. Doesn't show up in game seven. Milwaukee wins. Um, I, I just think that's going to be the difference. I think the Hawks on the road will struggle. I think the defense of Milwaukee will shut down the role players and I know it's only been through one half right now, and but Trey Young's 11 of 16 for 25 points at halftime, and the rest of their guys are really doing nothing. So it, that's the kind of games Trey Young has to have on the road because he has to find a way to pull these games out because at home I expect a Bogdanovich, a Collins, a Capella to play a little bit better and get a couple of games, but I got bucks and six. I That, that, that was the route I was going. I was going to go bucks and six just because – I know I, I had a terrible take uh, when the Nets crushed the Bucks and that or came back and won and KD had that great game and I was like, this is the game you look back on and say this is why the Nets won the the finals and obviously I look like an asshole now because I'm wrong, but I'm gonna say Both it again. Definitely, I'm doubling down on this and I'm saying you look back at the game seven that the Bucks had against the Nets and winning that game. This team is battle tested. This team is. I mean. I love I love saying this is one of Aaron's favorite things. The Bucks are dogs, man, and so are the Hawks. But I feel like the Bucks have the adversity here. They've been battling back. They've got I, I love what they have with who the, the their their version of like the big three: Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Those three guys I feel like can get them past the Hawks because I feel like that 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 big three is better than what the Hawks can put out on the court. Bucks and six Suns, Clippers, Paul George. I'm sure you guys have already talked about this. <laughs> no, not much on Paul George. We don't need to really get into it. We already, we, I think everybody knows where we stand on Paul George. So it, it, like, it, it, Paul George, I, Paul George said everything he needed to say with his last three shots. Exactly. I have been crushed. I have been crushed online by a bunch of Paul George haters. That's why I continue to post like every time he does I something good I, and that's it, okay. Like that. That's okay. They have their opinions or whatever, but they're just haters. Yeah. So let's get into since since that has been established, predictions. Suns, Clippers. What are the Suns up to? Nothing now in the series. They're up to nothing. Yep. Go ahead. Can Aaron. the Clippers? Can the Clippers do what they have been doing and battle back? And that win was this? our last buy or sell. That was our last buy or sell. Sorry, you missed it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I do. I did buy the Clippers battling back. I did not. By necessarily by them winning the series. I actually think Phoenix is the better team, especially without Kawhi Leonard. Um, I expect Phoenix to win this series, but I do expect the Clippers to put up a fight. I'm going to say Phoenix in six. AJ? You remember, Vinny, you remember when I told you uh, I thought Memphis would keep it a series and they get them a six, and then uh, 
They only won the one game without Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I see I see LA getting one game at home and Phoenix taking it in five. I think Chris Paul is going to get these guys where they need to be. Yeah. I've always said I think game three is the easiest for a team down 0-2 to win when they get back home. Uh, I think that's how it's going to go down. And then I think that the Phoenix will figure it all out. Monty Williams, who should have been coach of the year, yes, said it, Bailey, will get it all done. And they will get some rest before they go and take on one of the Eastern Conference teams in the finals. Fix <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee, but won't say Milwaukee when it comes to that. I got Still you. hoping for the best here. Still hoping for the best. I'm, I'm going to go, and I'm happy you went Suns and five because I'm going to go Suns and four. And you brought up Chris Ooh, Paul. I just, I just think that Chris Paul is that X factor that like, yes, let's go Islanders. Sorry. Uh, Chris Paul is that X factor that comes in. And I mean, like, Normally, if I feel like this this story has played out before where like a team gets down and then their star player returns and then they end up coming back and winning. Suns aren't down here. They, and, and now they get their star back. I can't see a way where the Suns don't sweep the Clippers here. And that might be me being the casual basketball fan that I am, Such not knowing disrespect. and trusting what the Clippers do. But I really, I mean, I like, I, I love what Devin, Bo- I mean, that kid's a stud, man. You and I covered it on our, our assignment the other night, AJ. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith came out and literally said, wait, hold up, hold up. I told you with Donovan Mitchell, that's D-Wade 2.0. He's special. Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. Yep, yep. I'm saying it on national side. Devin Booker it said it. is the yes. next yeah. Kobe Bryant. Now, I'm not going as far as that. I'm not. I'm not going as far as saying, yes, he's the next Kobe Bryant. I think it's still a little early. And, I mean, Kobe Bryant was a lot more than just what he did on the court. I mean, there was a lot more to Kobe Bryant, okay? But a guy that that has – I mean, it's not – what Stephen A. Smith, what he said wasn't, like, crazy, wasn't that far-fetched because Devin Booker is that damn good. That's why I'm saying, man, with what Devin Booker has been doing to – earn that kind of compliment and then getting CP three back. I think that they're the real deal. Aaron, Aaron don't like that. It's not, it's you guys know, I love Devin Booker, Devin Booker. Like <laughs> I'm Devin Booker's my, I don't like how quick we are to compare people. Um, and, and then when we compare them, we compare them to a guy like Kobe Bryant, like Kobe Bryant accomplished so much. Yeah. Devin Booker is in his first playoffs. Like, I get it. I, I I know the type of player. Kobe Bryant had a different look about him on the court. He had a different ment- – like, the mentality might be the similar, but he doesn't play like Dev- – Devin Booker does not play like Kobe Bryant. He has the similar skill set. He doesn't play with that emotion that Kobe played with, that, that just – we talked about the word earlier. He doesn't have that – he doesn't play with that dog like Kobe Bryant plays with. Devin Booker is smooth. Devin Booker is like, he looks like he's not giving any effort. Kobe played like a straight dog. Kobe Bryant was on the all-defensive team. It's my favorite. I don't know how many times. We just have to be careful when we start comparing guys and comparing them to guys like Kobe Bryant, who has now left us at the young age of 40 and what he meant for the game of basketball. I don't want to do Devin Booker like that because that is something to live up to that is very, very difficult to do. And I just think Devin Booker should be in his own lane, and he's great. He's amazing. And he can, does he can he get to that point? Maybe, but 
I'm just not. I just don't like that. I, it's hard. It's, I, I don't it's, like it. It's an aggressive headline type comment and I'm sure i know i know what he's trying to do i get yeah. what he's trying to do and i and i understand it i just it just always makes me cringe a little bit when people say stuff like that and aaron i hear what you're saying you don't have to solo me this ain't that this, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull aaron here i'm not going at nobody you, you don't gotta solo me i want to i want to talk to aaron i want to i want to talk to Aaron. i don't <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying and i agree with your points and i want to point out one you made earlier this next generation of players. That's why there's not that dog type mentality that you see that Kobe play with every minute of the game. Cause back then they weren't homies like that. You know, they didn't, they didn't really grow up in the AAU type world where they play with these guys all the time. You know, a lot of these guys in the NBA now are friends, like legitimate friends. They play video games online together. They go hang out when they're in team uh, in town after games. It's a little different. But what I think they're talking about, and for a lot of people on the internet who are going crazy about Devin Booker being compared to Kobe Bryant, no one said he was better than Kobe yet. No one said he is Kobe yet. They're saying he's got next. That's what, that's something you say when you walk up to the street and you're ready to play the game. I got next. Yeah. You know, Devin Booker's style, the fact that he's already dropped 70 in the game, the fact that he dropped 40 in his first ever Western Conference Finals, the fact that his game is, or let's go back, the fact that Kobe Bryant was a mentor to Devin Booker, showed him how to play a game, how to do certain things, and then to grow up with CP3 on your team like this too, he has all the requisite talent. He's come from the right stock to be able in three, four, five years to be looked at as a player who will be unstoppable. He, he, You look at these young cats now, right? They're either going to the rim and they're dunking like an Anthony Edwards or they're stepping back and they're shooting like a Trey Young. Devin Booker will take it to the rim and dunk, if he can, he shoots a three, but he's also filling his game out. He likes to shoot from the elbow. He likes to shoot mid-range. He does everything that needs to be done. Wait till he gets that turnaround and see if someone don't say, oh, my they, God, Kobe. <laughs> I mean, he actually he actually does have it. The thing that is I, I kind of just take with a grain of salt is because they also said this about Jason Tatum, who had a good relationship with Kobe. He should have a different comparison. Uh, but I but that's I, I, I think a lot of it is like Kobe was Devin Booker's kind of mentor – so a lot of people see that, then they see the style of game he's playing, and that's the first name they're going to attribute to him. I get it. And and I'm not trying to bash Stephen A. Smith or anything for making that no. comparison because Devin Booker is amazing, yeah. and I love watching you know, him play basketball. You know, another big point, like look at all the studs we have in the game today at this young age. When you really think back, and like, yes, there's been great players over the NBA history, but in that era – I mean, there's only really two or three guys you're really thinking about that you're going to compare them to. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not looking and being like, oh, uh, Ben Simmons could be a Josh Smith or something. You know, you're not, you're not thinking about these dunkers. John Morant's got to be the next Jason Richardson. Like, that's not how it goes down. You think about the greats, and there's just so many of them in the game today. That's such a good. And younger. That's such a good point, though, because think about it too. What are we seeing right now in the playoffs? You're seeing the yeah. Suns. You're seeing the Clippers, you're seeing the Bucks, and you're seeing the Hawks. There's so many good players. There's so many great players now on all these different teams. Now you're getting that parity across the league that as, as someone who didn't like basketball before, that was one of the thing, reasons why I didn't watch basketball is because it was the same teams over and over again. Yeah. And with that point that you just had there, there's now tons of great players all across the NBA. Now tons of great teams all across the NBA it's so it's it. I mean, I skill know. wise, the players today's players. I mean, everybody, everybody ever wants to mention this, 
But skill wise, today's players would they'd crush yeah. any any yeah. players back in the eighties, nineties. Skill wise, it's yeah. not even close. The skills love, today's yeah. player have is ridiculous. It's just I, a different game. I love that comment because I got into an argument the other day with my dad, and if he's watching, shout out, hey dad, uh, about Wayne Gretzky and Alexander Ovechkin. And I said that Alexander Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Better than Gretzky, better than Lemieux, better than all of those players. Because today's athletes are just different. Today's yeah. athletes are just built different than what they were oh, yeah. back then. And then there's the other things that the, you can get into the, with the hockey world with like goaltending and things like that. But I mean, Alexander it, Ovechkin is the best goal scorer. Because didn't Steve Kerr? I mean, even Steve Kerr said something today about yeah. Kevin Durant, yeah. about yeah. like him just from a skill wise perspective. You're not arguing Jordan is more skilled than a guy like Kevin yeah. Durant. It's, you're not. You're saying all the intangibles might make him yeah. a greater player, but from a skill perspective, athletes in today's game are ridiculous. It's not yeah. the the 12th guy on the bench can jump out of the gym, shoot the lights out. When the 12th guy back in the 80s or 90s. You never yeah. even heard of them. Like they never played. They were never. What? Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> they, they probably had a day job during the off season, right? Cause they weren't working on just yeah. basketball. So the athletes are different in today's game and people lose sight of that. We just have to learn how to separate and appreciate each era for what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's kind of where exactly. I'm at when we talk about comparisons, that's, that's it. Exactly. And the, the, the key word in all of that folks built differently that word gets thrown out there a lot the word built like how the players build all that kind of stuff this is this is an important word to look out here these players are built differently the training everything that goes into it unreal uh final countdown final countdown final countdown homework homework you got a dance sub going do you do you do your dance sub <laughs> so no final countdown tonight because aj because tomorrow hey, the boys if you want to hang out with everybody I mean, <laughs> everybody missed you for 40 minutes you can do what you gotta do I, I am not like going to stay for final countdown because Jessica said I have to cook. There it is. There it is. So guys, I appreciate both of you for coming up clutch. That's what the rough cuts about. Ladies and gentlemen, these two guys last minute here, literally at eight 23, I was texting mm -hmm. AJ about a pivot. And then eight 25, I was like, yeah, you, guys gotta, you guys got to go live. I, like, I, Cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it. And they came. Wait, up wait, 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 wait. You, you told AJ, we got to go live. I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. What if I wasn't in the studio with AJ? You were supposed to be on the show. I told a I told AJ we we're gonna have we had to have you on. No, I mean I wasn't supposed to be on the show tonight. The only oh. reason I was available is because I was yeah. sitting in the studio talking to AJ. Yeah, if you weren't here, AJ would have went solo because this is what AJ does. He's a constant professional, and I've been a bum before and not showed up to a show, and he carried it all the way before and ran with it and scored, and you know, you know how it goes. All the other sports cliches. Yeah. But AJ, since you are so great at what you do and so great at your job, Dylan struggled with my terrible social media graphic the other night, which Diamond Talk Tuesday nights, 830. If you missed it, check it out now on all <laughs> podcasting platforms. AJ, can you tell them where they can follow us at? I sure can. First and foremost, well, maybe not foremost. Let's just go first at Rough Cut underscore sports and right here on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports or head over to Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. And as I told you earlier, head over to YouTube. Watch us there at Rough Cut Sportscast. We love you guys. We want to do this every damn day. So hit that bell, hit that subscribe and tell everybody. Whoa, whoa, Weird. whoa. Weird. AJ was like, 
Holy shit. Holy shit. That was wicked fast. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Again, tomorrow, 8 30 p.m. live Eastern time, right here on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter sphere. You can check us out with the with hardwood meets the ice times two when we do our player compare our team and player comparisons from both sports. You, you with the face out in front. Um, no, put why do you always want to solo everybody? <laughs> no, Gus tells me I've got to change. The I have camera. to ask you a question. What's asking solo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tomorrow, um, we have a oh, we have a uh, oh my god. <laughs> Under pressure. Come on, get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Tomorrow we have we have a session with a wonderful sportscaster who used to work at ESPN that I believe is at what time? Four, four to six. Four thirty to six. Eastern time? Yep. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's why I got confused. I was like, um, Oh yeah, you weren't even in the email. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure because you're like, we'll see you tomorrow at eight thirty, and I'm like, well, how early is this thing? Because we might not. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely we'll definitely be there eight thirty p.m. Eastern also, time. Live. They play us early. We'd be done before it's over. We could sneak yeah, out. Yeah, we're of like one of the. Yeah, yeah, we are one of the. So, little little behind the curtain again, ladies and gentlemen, what you guys are seeing right now from us is the best of the best. Okay. We, I mean, uh, not to toot our own horn, but toot mother toot over here. We run full <laughs> sale as the as <laughs> arguably. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We run full sale. I mean, we're the AJ's best. Like I still got a lot of time before graduation. <laughs> oh, yeah, Leave me out of it. <laughs> that's true. I graduated in September. Aaron graduates in October. We're about to be out of here, and AJ's gonna have to deal with this. Got it. We're the best of the best. And you guys are getting the best of the best. And in return, I'm sure AJ and Aaron already took care of this really heavily in the beginning of the show. But YouTube, guys, we are making a push for YouTube, okay? We want to do this show five days a week and give you the best six-star content that we can. And one of the ways we can get to that point is if everyone heads over to YouTube right now, when the, well, I should say when the show ends in about two minutes, and subscribe, smash that subscribe button and tune in on our YouTube shows, support the show, tell your friends and do what's best for business. Aaron, any last words? You said it best. Again, we're trying to make this full time. Jessica says she's already on YouTube. Look at that face. Hey, look at that face. Who's that young guy next to her on the left side? Oh my goodness. We already had this conversation. Oh Oh, man. That's that's everything. That's some other dude she was with a long time ago. Not, uh, yeah, man, just keep just keep supporting. Go to YouTube, subscribe, because that's where we want to get our numbers up. We want to monetize it. We're going to be honest with you. We want to monetize this so we can do it all the time, all the time for you. For sports fans, by sports fans, RCOD, we want to keep it. Let's do it. Chill, chill. What was chill, that chill. face? I'm reading. Because uh, you, like, you went like, yeah, somebody, you know, another person was in there on our Twitter and was like, why are we comparing people? Let them make their own legacies. And again, to some extent, I agree. But I also, like, up. hey, yeah, he, he brought that it's, comment up. I, I did bring that comment up. And shout out, shout out right now. I mean, 
right now we have a, a viewer on Twitter. We have a view. We have two viewers on the tubes, and we have five viewers on the Facebooks. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. With AJ, was that your last words? Uh, Beth, thanks for the compliment earlier. She knows what I'm talking about. It's awesome to see people talking to each other in the chat as well as talking to us. We like it. Interaction. That's what we're about. We always appreciate y'all. Keep loving the show. Keep supporting. Keep sharing. Uh, happy belated birthday, Beth. Uh, we saw you got your Yeti mug. It was dope. Now there's three of us with the logo. Guys, head over to Yeti and just do it. Just do it. I still haven't ordered mine. I'm so bad. Yeah, it's mm. okay. It's you okay. might as well wait for the next uh, promotion, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's the next holiday or what? We'll discuss that later. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. Tune in tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter sphere as we compare sports and get you in so many all words. sports. Get you, get you into all that sports. That is looking weird. So what? many words. What? Nothing. I got a tease. Hey. I, it's called tease. It's called tease. Oh, Adios, turd nuggets. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.